Hey everybody, my name is Max Gomez and you are not listening to Misinformed. This is in fact a special Sunday edition of Miss Radio, uh, where I sat down to talk with student council president and long lost Miss Radio contributor, Madeline Smith. Yes, you heard right. She hath returned to our airwaves to talk mostly about the same thing that we were together to talk about last time, but that was back in November about the national election, and now she's back and we're talking about the student council election. So yeah, tune in, listen to all the great candidates and and all the really great positions and why you should care about voting for them. As you will probably hear throughout the conversation, we talk about it being Friday. Yes, it was definitely Friday the 23rd when we recorded and that I thought I would be able to produce and post by then. It is in fact Sunday. I know there's still plenty of time to vote. There's still plenty of time to go learn about the candidates and then vote. Still open till Tuesday at noon. Uh, So anyway, that's what's going on with that. Um, Hope you enjoy. Cool. So, I mean, the email went out this morning. Yes, I just did. voted. Oh, you already did? I voted. Oh my gosh. Nice. I'm not going to ask you who you voted for. <laughs> of course. We're not doing endorsements here. Hello, everybody. It's another Mad Max. Look at that. Mad Max. <laughs> First one since our last voting one, which was yes. back about the actual national elections. We're going to talk Today, we're going to ramble. We're going to do stream of consciousness type stuff today about the student council elections, which yes. I was going to I was about to say equally as important. I don't really think so. Certainly not as much as at stake here, but Correct. still important. And yeah. I feel like there's there's a more of a chance of missed students feeling the influence of this vote because, you know, it's our very closed, small little community. Yeah. Yeah. The impact is much more direct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it's funny that you were going to make the equally important joke because that's literally was on the tip of my tongue <laughs> as well. But, um, you know, I think just you and I having been in these roles, we have a lot of context for what is actually on the docket and what is actually up for change and what mm-hmm. issues are happening. And, and so this election feels very important for me. Um, yeah you know, considering the things that you and I have uh, encountered and learned about on student council this year. So yeah, not equally as important, but in terms of, I'm not, I'm not going to say per capita, because I don't actually know the the legit definition of that at this moment in time at 10 a.m. on a Friday morning. But you know, for our community, it's important. Absolutely felt. Um, I, I, yeah, certainly we were talking about the things that we, you know, we've seen come through the student council and uh, you yeah. mentioned you, you want to ram through a bunch of votes at the next meeting. I'm really interested to see what that is. Um, that feels so like accurate, you know, like actual, this is your, this is as of next week, it's your lame duck. Like that's what's up. You just got to push honestly, these votes through. I know. Honestly, I realized that and I was like, oh, I panicked a little bit. I was like, <laughs> we, we have stuff to do. We have stuff to talk about. Like next meeting is going to be stressful and it's going to be packed and it's going to be great but voting today so let's talk a little bit about the candidates the positions yes why they're important what they do yeah um i'm gonna let you spearhead that yeah well i mean i don't feel like i'm in a i qualified to speak on anyone's behalf here but we can say what the positions are and who's running and yeah absolutely yeah so first off we've got my current position 
which is community mm-hmm. engagement officer, which I mm-hmm. ascended to via nomination. So I'm very excited. We have two awesome, awesome opportunities to two candidates right now, two great choices for the council. Um, yeah. In Dana, Who are those candidates? Danny O'Hemming and Mona Resvani. By the way, we did a town hall with all of the candidates earlier this week, which should be live on student council's My Community page and other places. And I'm just so thoroughly impressed with Danny and Mona. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they both just first of all, they're both women. I'm biased, but whatever. <laughs> um, and you know, I think that they both had just a lot of passion and a lot of motivation and inspiration to, you know, engage our community at Miss after a year of being virtual, which has been so hard. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm really excited for either of them. Yeah, same. I have participated in events that they have been, you know, content creating for leading um, with both of them. Recently with Danny and I did the trivia night for Peace Corps and Mira and then Mona was doing the Mira who's cooking with Maha, was, both of them were such great events, and I really do think they have just like the the best energy for that position. That's so awesome. I have, I can't, I have, you know, and incapable of of making any endorsement because I think they're both great choices. Yeah, kind of. Tan- I know, not to get too tangential, but I think that you know, just highlighting the work that clubs are doing and highlighting how the community engagement officer can really utilize their role to like expand those events and like cross different communities and, you know, kind of be the liaison between different club groups and everything, including student council, um, I think is something that you've done. That's really great. You're wearing all the hats this semester. And like, I think that that should continue as well, you know, just like no more silos. We're Mm -hmm. knocking down the silos and everybody's just gonna hang out in the middle and it's gonna be great yeah there are some really great really strong clubs um that you know have in to varying degrees weathered the storm of this year i know that was really tough for a lot of clubs so i'm excited to see some clubs that kind of delayed all operations pop back up um like rock climbing i think that they're doing a actually a a climbing trip this weekend i'm not so sure they i saw a post on my community so people got to check that out that is that represents the the (laughs) views of rock climbing club not the institution yes yeah very very clear about that this is also miss radio nothing we say here reflects the it's i say that at the end of all of my podcasts i'm not sure if anybody gets that far into them but i I do but it's there it is there uh yes so so like clubs like that that just haven't had the chance to do a lot i'm excited to see them pop back up but i am also so you know inspired by the work of clubs like Quam, who have really, really, I mean, that's the biggest one in, in my opinion, because I see them still putting on events, putting yeah. out their newsletters all the time. Um, and I think they just have had the perfect leadership team to, to drive through um, this year. And Mira, you know, we've hung in there too. We've had some cool things come up. I, I'm really hoping that we get the, uh, I don't know if the, I feel like maybe we're doing a club competition for this semester too. And I'm really banking on most innovative event or something like that. I know they had one that I'm thinking of the categories from last semester, but Mira who's cooking. We got strong competition with the verses though. I mean, that was a great month too. So we'll see, but yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, we got shades of mist there too and W caps. So it's been, you know, it's been quite a year of really, having to be creative with these events and some people really pulled through and that's been great to see. And yeah. And I think that 
like I said, those strong club networks are there and it's the community engagement officer's job to tap into those, like you were saying, and, you know, get them to cut across and bring them into student council, help them get access to maybe some more funds. Um, yeah. Which is a great segue to another position that's open on this election, which is open today, starting right now until Tuesday. Everybody check your email. Um, treasurer, hey. which is something you have a personal opinion about. It is, because I'm running for it. I would like everybody <laughs> to vote for me, but I also think that my opponent, Ari, is a good option as well. I think we're both qualified for the position 100%. So I don't think that any of either him nor I are a bad choice for this. But obviously, I am biased. I would like to be the treasurer. That is what yeah. I am hoping to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to plug any of your stuff because I feel like that would be an unfair platform for Ari. But let's talk a little bit about the importance of the role of treasurer. So something that I've really learned in this position is the importance of the budget. Like mm -hmm. in a capitalist society, which I'll keep my opinions about capitalism to myself. You got to make, make it work for you. It's a system we live in. That's why I'm so into it. Anyway, sorry. You got to make it work for you 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 know and so i think that one thing i've really learned in my role as president is how important it is to have student representation and student input and student opinion not only in the stuco budget but also in the miss budget mm -hmm. and you know like this year i'm hoping that whoever becomes treasurer will be will keep this up but this year i really plugged to get a student a miss student representative on the middlebury investment subcommittee which directly monitors and reviews our endowment what we're investing in you know which is basically you know clear communication about what our priorities are all these kinds of things so i'm hoping that the treasurer in the future can really be passionate about advocating for miss at the middlebury budget level my god that would be um, so cool especially having taken this finance class right it's a nonprofit, technically it is a nonprofit, which is wild it's i always yeah. forget that i always forget that this private institution with a huge budget i mean did you see jeff's budget town hall i did i ooh, did i i, I it was definitely on my calendar. I might not have gone though. I don't think you were there. It was a very intimate setting. There were oh. like six people. <laughs> um, but he basically, I mean, Miss runs on a, our annual budget is like 33 to 35 million a year. Mm -hmm. But just for Miss. Just for Miss. Yeah. I don't know why that blew, I tell people that and they're like, yeah, duh. And I'm like, that blew my mind. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if that's just whatever, but um Treasurer is a very important role. And I think somebody having really good values in that role is really important. Um, so I'm judging you and your values. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I really have. I mean, like I touched on, I would definitely direct people because I'm going to talk a little bit about why I'm interested in it now. And so I want to make sure people go check the town hall. Watch the town hall before you vote. It's really not that long, at least yeah. up to the point where we all, all the candidates give their little pitches please watch that because I wouldn't want to be speaking about it now and not have people knowing where they can go listen to Ari talk about it as well. Um, right. But it was, like I mentioned in that pitch, you know, Allison saying, hey, don't shy away from using the budget. Yeah. And at first I was like, well, no, we definitely want to do everything we can and, and you know, save resources, right? But then it's like, no, this, this is students' money. 
They need to see it get back to them. And yeah. so we've had to try and be creative in doing that in other ways than just giving out gift cards. But uh, that is normal. That's pretty much how it's looked. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be especially important next year because there's going to be a very sizable budget coming that way. Um, if all of this gets rolled over, which is actually something that I'm kind of passionate about and I have like backburnered something that I'll be fighting for if they're like, oh, and we're going to, you didn't use, because I, mean, I don't actually know off the top of my head how much is going to be left over. But if the school tries to cut into that, I'm going to be like, hell no, you give it back to the students or you leave it with us. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> don't touch it. Yeah. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, making sure that that starts to get back to students. I think it would be weird if all of that was going to be spent next year. So I, I trying to set up some kind of plan for like all this surplus that we had, like get a plan for it to be dispensed out maybe over a few years rather than just like dumping a ton of money into one and then going back. Cause I don't think that would set a yeah. very easy precedent for the year that follows that would be like 2022 23 student council they were like well the last one they had like a hundred thousand and now we only have like 60 again yeah um so i think you know setting up a plan for that is is going to be something really important next year too but but yeah i mean like you were saying it's I, I saw i see the budget as a big one of the fundamental pieces of the like the moral responsibility of the council one is to advocate for students but yeah. two is to actually do things for the students and the funds or the resources you have for that. Yeah. I'd be interested, you know, um, you make such a good point. And to people listening to this, I just want to reiterate that, like you pay a student activities fee, this is your money. Mm -hmm. And I think in the past, it's really been like focused on like social events and like all of that kind of stuff. And that'll probably happen again, because community engagement is super duper important. But at the same time, like I'd be really interested to see students get passionate about like other ways they want to spend this money yeah, or, you totally. know, students getting, uh, you know, I had a question today from a student about, you know, well, can, if people vote on it, can that be, can those funds be utilized to pay people to come and do DEI work or to mm -hmm. do sustainability work? And I thought about it and I was like, I mean, it's the student's money. So it would need to be like a very community, like collaborative conversation. But I personally think like that is just important in developing community as social engagement events. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that those conversations and it's hard, right? Because we're such a transient school and people are like hyper-focused on yeah. things and all that I mean, kind people of come jazz, in like but... with my IEM classmates, they're in, they're out. They're there to study and then they're out. And again, right. a big part of that is because this has been a virtual year and it's hard for people to want to get particularly more engaged outside of classes because it's just more Zoom. So I get that right. too. But I, I understand that even outside of this virtual pandemic year, Miss still does stay pretty siloed for those people like you were saying that, you know, they're here to study and then they're out. And that's fine. It's a professional school. That's totally you know, can be your experience with the people who are like working part or full time alongside of it. They're not really super interested in the social events, but yeah. Right. But it's your money mm -hmm. and you're here doing studying things. And if you have a qualm, come to student council, tell us and talk to us about our budget because mm -hmm. it's there for you. So full plug, yeah. talk to us about our budget. Like, oh. And that's if, if students have a qualm, like Q-A-L-M, not, not qualm. The club, not quam, <laughs> not quam, quam. Well, both work, as we've heard Lawrence say, uh, even right. uh, here on Miss Radio, can be both. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think, oh, you made me think of something else too. Uh, yeah. So in the beginning, when I was making that realization of like, oh, we have an imperative here to spend this money for students, 
And I was talking to my dad about it. He's my sounding board for pretty much any ideas. Um, and he was like, well, no, it's not that cut and dry. Like, you know, funds go into the school and then they get dispersed. So you don't actually know. So maybe some of that's coming like from the endowment, like you were saying. He's like, you know, there's not there might not be an actual and like neither of us had this information, you know, with us at that moment. But he was like, I don't like if there's an actual line item for it. So I went and checked. And like you were saying, yes, there is a line item for it. It gets split between student services and student council. But yeah, I mean, spe- there is specific money that you, you, the students are putting in. It's $85 a semester currently. And you need to see that come back to you. Exactly. So talk to us. Or the new people that are coming in. So it's yes. you and Ari, Ariel, what's his last name? Koreshi. I, Correct. Yeah. Sorry, Ari. Yeah. I mean, we're also just forewarning Nico. We're gonna butcher your last name too. I don't. I. Oh no, I got Nico. Oh, you do. Last okay, name. great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, then there we go. Let's move on to logistics and operations. Logistics and operations. May I just say, Nico? St- so I revamped this role <laughs> coming. So this used to be a secretary and a historian, and I was like, pop, pop, mm-hmm. and I smushed them together at the beginning of this year and retitled it logistics and operations coordinator. And the Nico and I have done a beautiful job, I think communicating because I (laughs) did not stay in my lane and Hmm. basically was doing a lot of his job for him at the beginning of the year. Um, But it's been a, he's created such an amazing position. And I think he just like, really nails it and just runs the council so well and has set up a structure for whoever comes in to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I believe he's running again. So I just want to clarify that was not a plug for Nico. I'm just saying there's a structure and it's a plug for the role and how great this role is and how important it is for the council and how important it is to make sure that you don't just look at it and you're like, ooh, it's exciting to vote for community engagement officer, but what is this logistics and operations? That's boring. Maybe, right. yes, but it's extremely important. So take that so, vote just as seriously as any other one. Yeah, that vote honestly is the pin that like keeps Suco together. Mm-hmm. So like very much think of that when, <laughs> like how I did this for so <laughs> um, Very much think of that when you're, choosing the candidate for this position because um this person is really just like the backbone mm-hmm. <laughs> that everybody else falls on they understand the constitution which <laughs> they're always so annoyed with me by how little i know about it sorry <laughs> um and they you know run the voting and meetings and they which we've never seemed to establish a set way to do that throughout the year it's like wait should we do the virtual raise hand this time or oh wait we've got check marks check yes or no wait hold on (laughs) every time it's different (laughs) it's your actual hand no no do the yes do the yes (laughs) um yeah no that's still that's still getting nailed down um but you know, they run the votes, they coordinate with students in the Stuco inbox, which is really important. Um, and yeah, this position, I mean, I just, I've had to lean on Nico a few times on this role a few times and um, very important support system role. So think about that. Yeah. Huge shout out to Nico for, for managing the inbox this year as well. Technically that's part of my responsibility as well. I don't think I've opened it since I got the login. 
if, <laughs> if there was ever a, like an influx of emails and support was needed to help manage it, I would 100% be there. But I haven't seen that come down the pipeline and thus have not checked it. So shout out to Nico for that. And I think Ico is doing a lot with that too. And perhaps you and Lincoln as well. And maybe Ben. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's just me who isn't reading it. Um, yes. Okay. So Nico, wonderful choice. We also have Jessica Juarez from uh, NPTS, right? Okay. Yeah. NPTS, yes. which is, so we are both on the council. We can speak to the work that Nico is doing in that role right now. So we are in very much an unfair position to speak on Jessica's behalf because I don't know. I personally don't know many people in NPTS besides like my one friend I've met from Spanish class, shout out to Miles and, um, and Virginia. Yeah, no. And, and that's the thing is, you know, you, you, um, I think it's really interesting to get people on student council that aren't MPA, IPD, like, you know, those, I feel like they're, are, or like ITED, like, I feel mm -hmm. like those three are pretty and like, yeah, like I am, I feel like those three are pretty well represented. So yes. I always love when we get NPTS, TLM, TI, you know, mm -hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Um, TESOL, uh, because I feel like, talk about a program that is like, you're in, you're studying, you're out. I mean, talking to Eric and Elizabeth and Allison on the current council about their workload, I'm just oh like, y'all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. mad yeah. respect, <laughs> mad respect. So, and NPTS too, you know, I just think that, uh, that it's, it's really great. So yeah, Jessica Juarez, uh, I don't know. I think she's only a second semester. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, that was, that was me like saying like, mm -hmm, I think so, but not an yeah. official. <laughs> okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited. I loved her contribution at the town hall. Yes, um, please go I watch the town hall. She, yeah, <laughs> plug. Um, she's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and like you were saying, that is really the big thing I was seeing out of that too, is having another NPTS voice on the council, I think is super important. And because, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's three MPAIEMers in the candidate list. There's mm -hmm. two other mpas so yeah. yeah very very overrepresented and that's just a product of kind of what we're here to study as well i think like yeah. i'm here to study in being you know public management and yeah. that is this <laughs> so like it makes sense that that's where we would end up but it's we want this council to be a voice for all students and yeah. so uh, I th and i think i touched on that a little bit in the, the town hall as well femi had a great final question of like what are oh, yeah. contemporary issues facing the student body and something that that I mentioned that had been talked about a lot at that point in the town hall was just the disconnect between some of these different programs. And I've always I've seen it so much as like hearing very, very little from the G style programs, mm -hmm. not as like an absence of like, oh, well, they're not bringing up any concerns. So I guess we're doing a good job. It's like, no, that's actually worse. We don't I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. And that's a serious problem for me that I again, this this year was like trying to balance so many different uh, difficulties throughout this virtual year. That was one that I, and, and I think a lot of us on the council didn't exactly divulge into and trying to figure out exactly how we can try and get more info. But that is something that I definitely want to make sure we are paying attention to next year. Um, yeah. Whether I am on it 
in a treasurer role, in a in a rep role, which I may run for if I don't get this one, or maybe it's just me here at Mr. Radio yelling at the student council to do things, whatever it may be. I really, I do want to really make sure that that like those voices are heard on the council. So the chance to elect NPTS to the executive council, I think is a wonderful, wonderful option. And I I do hope students who are voting this weekend, go, go to the town hall, maybe reach out to Nico and Jessica and, and get their takes on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Max. Reach out to the candidates, talk to them yourself one-on-one, watch the town hall, reach out to the candidates, ask them your questions, put them on the spot. Like they are running for a public position. Mm -hmm. Real um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if you don't feel clear, or if you, you know, want to learn more, like reach out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not running for anything next year, but I'm definitely going to be at all the Stuco meetings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to uh, kick you out of the room every time we vote. Actually. <laughs> Another thing that I will definitely want to be addressing if I get the role is why do we vote in private? I would like, oh, I'm sure there may be yeah. reasons, yeah, but I want to hear them because if I don't know them, then that's a problem. If I don't know why, yeah. and if I don't know why, and the students don't know why we have to vote in private, that's a problem. So at the very least, if it has to keep happening, we should know why. Whole, exactly. whole yeah. other student council politics things that I've had on my mind. I brought it up in the meeting a couple months ago. We said we were going to touch on it. I never put it back on the agenda. That's going to be a next year thing. Yeah. I think that the reason that's been given to date is that student council members feel safer voting in confidence in terms of like, you know, things can get contentious. So it doesn't, you don't, I mean, I, I understand both sides. Like, I think that there should be transparency, but then I also think that like, if it's something really contentious, I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm like, but we get to see like, you know, political reps right. voting record. Right. Like, why can't we see our voting record? Um, but we'll put a pin in that. Yes, we'll, put <laughs> we'll, put, in we'll put a pin in that. Um, and move on to the last position. We still have one yet to touch on. We have two. Well, yes. I mean, we were going to wrap up with the president VP ticket, which is unopposed. So, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. I mean, it's, it's important that you know who your future president and vice president are. Students, listening. I have my plugs to give about the role, not about the. Candidate. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so okay. we'll, we'll we'll wrap up with that one. That means our last yeah. other one is health and wellness. Yes. Um, and so we've got Leilani Padilla-Young and Noemi. I apologize, but I know if I try to pronounce Noemi's last name, I'm going to butcher it. I want to hear you try. <clears throat> oh. It's okay. Okay. All right. Okay. This is how we learn. I don't know why, but I'm. it starts with A-G-A-G, and I want one of the Gs to be a Z sound. And that's why I feel like I'm totally going to blow it because that might not be a thing at all. Do you know? Are you just testing me? I'm testing you. I don't know. I'm going to try after you. (laughs) Agajianian. Gianian. Nailed it. I'm so sorry, Noemi, if that's not (laughs) Noemi. And I am, (laughs) yeah, tweet at us. I don't have a Twitter, but uh, (laughs) Instagram, my community please. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I feel like every white person or white passing person should have to try and 
say these names and then take the onus to learn them off off screen mm-hmm. <laughs> well and i do i do that in actually a lot of my interviews that i'm doing for misinformed if i don't know how to say the last yeah. name before we start recording i'm like can you tell me how to pronounce your last name because i'm going to do an intro yeah. during the editing portion yeah like i'm going to edit in your intro and so can you do that for me and so yeah, yeah i mean that so for anybody listening some behind the scenes there yeah i'm, I'm always checking about that don't have the chance to do that now no emmy <laughs> sorry i feel like i keep yeah. saying that <laughs> Forced your hand into that. <laughs> Sorry about that, Max. Anyway, so about health and wellness. Yes. Um, man, this has been a year for health and wellness. Mm-hmm. I feel like that trend is not going to go away. Life is just going to get more crazy and weird as we continue down this path that we're in. Um, so I feel like this role is going, I mean, it's always been important, but I feel like it's going to be... Um, it was kind of a background role in my first year mm-hmm. at Miss, and it kind of revolved around not, I feel like I prefaced that and it was kind of like in a negative connotation, but like it focused on like yoga classes and like promoting well connect and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I would really love to see health and wellness focus on like, you know, there's a Renee Wells, uh, workshop coming, I think in a week or sometime this semester, but like about having difficult conversations, you know, like um, I think anti-racism is a health and wellness uh, initiative. I think anti-racism is an everything initiative. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, health and well-being is something that could be so broad and expanded and it's just baseline so important. Um, And no pressure on the candidates. This is obviously my biases, but I just think this role is um really underrated as of now and it will continue to be critical yeah i mean in that a significantly impacted position along with community engagement like the types of things that they would normally be doing almost cut to completely pivot um right. and so i think that you know allison this year has done a great job i, I think we're both both i, I can't for sure speak for her, but we're both happy with Motivated March and how that went. So, hey, Danny, Mona, Leilani, Noemi, please try it again. We did our best. I think there's some great ideas there. Um, And that is actually a huge thing that we talked about before we were starting is like, how do we make this not ableist? How do we make this, you know, and to do that, it's actually really not hard. You just make health and wellness more cross-cutting than just fitness classes, how many miles you run, you know? Because mental health, emotional health, that's cross-cutting. That's something that, you know. Everybody has. Yeah. Like health and wellness is something that applies to everybody, no matter what your level of ability is. You know, health and wellness means something to you. And that means that there's just, there's so much for this role to be able to do. There's so much room for creativity. And Yeah. um, yeah, and I think there's also a lot of health and wellness things that student services does. So that's a great position if you'd be working with Allison Gruner and Ashley Orocha um, there in student services too. And just like helping, I mean, that was something we were doing with Motivated March too, is we were like, actually, we're just going to take what they're already doing and build a challenge around that. Like they're doing things already. They're having these classes, one of which Noemi teaches. Um, And so let's just have it be pointing towards all the great health and wellness things that student services is doing. So this position is just a, great chance to work in between the things the student services are doing and the things the student council are doing but 
Yeah. yeah. And I feel like both candidates are so qualified because Noemi's been teaching classes. She has like a really holistic background, it sounds like. And Leilani was on the health and wellness committee this year working with our current health and wellness director, Allison Silverstein. So, you know, I mean, both women are just so qualified and prepared and I'm excited to see what they have to bring. Yeah. And that's another thing that I want to plug mm -hmm. is like, there are committees to help these positions. Yes. So, I mean, if you want to be involved, but you don't want to run, or if you're running and you don't get it, you know, like there are ways to be involved regardless. Yeah. So shout out I, to Catherine and Cynthia on my community engagement team and all the hard work you've been doing, especially in the last few weeks to try and get this international bazaar up and running. Yeah. And shout out to the health and wellness committee because, yes. you know, I'm sure they've done a whole bunch of stuff. And that leaves the last position, which we have one running pair, Morgan Moore and Chris Baca. Is it Baca or Baca? I say Baca. Baca. Okay. Um, to those lovely candidates, they are running unopposed. Um, and they ran on, if you watch the town hall plug, um, they give their platforms and, um, I know that, you know, they've got transparency in there. Um, they've got community in there. They, I, I can't remember it exactly right now, but I remember thinking this platform rules and, mm -hmm. um, it sounds very similar to the one that Lincoln and I ran on and, you know, ambitious, mm -hmm. um, and I love that, I think, because both of those people, Morgan and Chris, um, are already so engaged in their communities where they physically are and the Miss community. I know they're both club members. I know they both do other stuff. I know they both have positions at the school, I think. Um, I know Morgan works in the admissions office and recruiting office. So, I mean, they're just very in tune with the Miss community, very engaged, very caring, very passionate, very motivated. And I really, really love that. And the role of president and vice president, I also really think that they make a great team. Yeah. I feel like they're going to work really well together, mm -hmm. which I cannot emphasize how important that is enough. Like if I hadn't had Lincoln this year, I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shout out to Lincoln, <laughs> um, <laughs> my absolute best friend, but I really like their values and I like what they're, they're running on. And I think that they will be able to step into these roles um, and really hold, you know, people accountable in the administrative level, staff level, faculty level. Um, being president is a really interesting position you have a seat at a lot of tables that can feel intimidating at first. Mm -hmm. um, but then you realize that like you are the main stakeholder that this whole institution runs for. And, you know, you're the elected representative for all the students. And that for me personally kind of turned it, like I went from imposter syndrome to like, a place of service and when i'm in a mindset of service it's like hold me back mm -hmm. so <laughs> you know i think that i just have a lot of i'm excited 
uh, for what they can potentially accomplish. I feel weird talking about it as if they've already gotten it, but I think if they run unopposed, I mean, yeah. unless somebody, unless a bunch of people come together and write in something mm -hmm. that's that's the same, I mean, I think it's just that. Yeah, um, write-ins are available for all of these positions. Want to make that, that is clear? True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think even if they were running opposed, they would still have been the ticket to beat. Um, yeah knowing that there was possible intention there was part of the reason I decided not to accept my nomination for president, not because I didn't think I couldn't beat them. I mean, I'm sure there's a chance that I could have if I was running, but it's really because I want them to win. You know, yeah. it would have been like, no, I don't, oh, if they're doing it too, I don't want to win. I want them to be it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think so Morgan, friend of the pod, uh, I love being able to say that. Um, so Morgan came on to the Black History Month episode of misinformed so definitely go back and listen to that um she was talking about her role in the admissions office which she mm -hmm. discusses there so go listen to that um but about how she essentially kind of created that role she proposed this idea to the admissions office and they were like that sounds great come on and come on and join it's about building mm -hmm. this connection with her alma mater and other hbcus i know she was, they were working with Jalen, who was a classmate of mine in iem mm -hmm. too and his alma mater too so i think that was really cool that that I, you know, we note in that that conversation as well. It's like, cool, you know, the institution putting their money where their mouth is and actually paying you for this awesome work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and not only that, but she's also she's the MPA rep on the council right now, and she is yeah. also the she's on the DEI committee and liaison to the DEI task force. And so I think yep. she is in a great position to know all about the initiatives happening on this campus right now, and will be mm -hmm. able to really imbue all of the student council initiatives with that lens with it. And like you were saying, it's that's cross cutting. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that touches every initiative um, mm -hmm. for it to be a truly anti-racist, you know, inclusive institution council. Um, you know, it's going to be touching everything that you're doing. And so I think she's in a great position to, to really know everything that's going on um, with regards to the Institute moving into next year. And mm -hmm. Chris, just a wonderful guy. He's uh, I'm I'm the vice president to his president of Mira right now. He's going to keep that role. So shout out to him. Um, I'm mm -hmm. stepping down from vice president. So, hey, anybody listening? Well, not anybody. Don't don't run for <laughs> vice president of Mira. If you've never come to a club meeting, please don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can, but please don't. Don't <laughs> insert yourself like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he's sticking around. Lamisa's sticking around, too. So I think they Mira is going to be just fine. I am moving into a role of historian there. So I'm still sticking around in the leadership team, but I think I see a big opportunity for a lot of work to be done in the, like what has been lost in the the memory of this club, because we all only know it as virtual. And so mm -hmm. this is so off topic. I'm sorry, everybody. But, and I think that like, <laughs> this is a work that a lot of clubs are going to be doing is like, well, this was a, a big deal club back on campus. How do we return to that? Like, what did they used to do? What can we do differently? You know, that build back better. It's like, well, what, what were they doing and how can we do that even better and really bring this club back to what, you know, this strength that it used to have. Um, and so, so that's something that I'm going to be sticking around to help Mira with, but yeah. So Chris, we've worked together throughout the semester. I think he's a great guy. I think he's going to make a wonderful VP to Morgan's president. Yeah. And just for listeners, so you understand the importance of who goes into this role, um, some places that I 
get to sit at the table and speak up about um, are really impactful on our experience. So having good people in this role is really important. I get to go to, um, every month I go to an Institute leadership group meeting, which is a bunch of people from different departments of the Institute. It's an Institute leadership group. So it's, it's not the way that Middlebury, so Middlebury College, uh, calls itself plus all of its satellite sites big m mm. so the institute leadership group is just at the institute mm -hmm. level localized to our site so i get to go to that it was it's usually every month but it's ramped up to bi-weekly with everything that's going on um i think it's now slowed down again uh to every month but it's it's a pretty constant um thing and so i get to uh uh you know, be the voice, Lincoln and I get to be the voice for students when they ask really strategic planning questions, mm -hmm. um, which is really, really important. Some things that we've talked about in the past have been returning to campus. Um, some things I've tried to really speak up about are, um, you know, misrepresentation at the big M level um, and advocating for funding for miss at the big M level. Um, those conversations kind of go more towards the board of advisors, which I see, I think twice in the fall, twice in the spring, I have a board of advisors meeting coming up on the seventh. Um, and some stuff that they're talking about are like the Miss Master plan, which is like the future of, um, the grounds of miss you know they're trying to revamp our campus and making make it more community friendly and making social hubs more of a thing and um really revamping the campus to be you know um a living breathing entity that really represents students and all the passion and everything they're talking about you know right now we're in the middle of a uh, we've got about seven eight nine by the end of June, they will have closed off the planning for a huge donor fundraising campaign. That's like a five-year campaign and starting July 1st, they're stopping the strategic planning and they're entering the um, the soft phase in the, what do they call it? A soft opening mm -hmm. where they kind of start talking to donors and things. So I get to go to those meetings and say, this is the student's priority. This is what we want money for. This is what we want you to ask donors for specifically. I get to say, you know, like, we don't want restricted funds. Like, can we talk to people? Can we do this? I get to go to the board of trustees and talk to those people. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I get to, uh, I get, to, I get like easy access to the faculty senate and the staff advisory board. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the weight of that email signature of like Maddie, President Stuco. Mm -hmm opens a lot of doors, really important doors. And um, something that I've really tried to do is open that door for other brilliant students to come in and talk to people. Um, and so I think that it's a really important thing to, um, to advocate for or in that role. And Lincoln, you know, Lincoln, he is directly managing our program reps and working with that immediate input to the student body. And he's sitting on 
a, a committee called APSIC, which is all about academic policies, which are really oh, wow. important yeah. at the end of the day. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people know about it, but you can go to APSIC and petition to change a policy. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we land on when things get messy. So that's really, really important. Um, you know, Lincoln is also included in a lot of those meetings with me. He, um, I mean, this, this ticket, this team is like really, really important for how much we want to move the needle in any given direction for student input. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just really want to explain that to listeners because I had no idea how much actual potential impact I could have when I ran for this role. Yeah. So I think that that's something for whoever wants to run in the future, know ahead of time that you are going to have a lot of leverage and like, think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my plug for that position. <laughs> why it's important. Well, wonderful. We've covered, we've covered the, the whole up and down the ballot. We did. You thought it would take 20 uh, minutes. I was naive. <laughs> well, this, oh, you know, I, I do this all the time. I uh, stuck around at the end of Ann Campbell's data interpretation class, almost every class so far, just to be like, well, I have one other quick question. And one time I, I had the thought, I had this thought roll through my head where I'm like, that's a, that's an oxymoron. That doesn't even make sense. I was like, short theoretical question. <laughs> Why would you ask that to a master's professor with a doctorate in something you're about to ask them about? What is that even? What? <laughs> Short theoretical. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm still naive about the length of conversations, and I don't think I'll ever grow out of it. So well, you and I both know how verbose we both are. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, <laughs> well, at the very least, I'm gonna have to cut it off here because I have a meeting in ten. So. Hey. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Go vote. Go you vote. have like 72 hours or something. Do it. Make your voice count. This is our little community. Grassroots, local level impact trickles everywhere. Yes. So Open until Tuesday, April 27th at noon Pacific time. That is when they will close. So you have the whole weekend to listen to this, to go watch the town hall, to reach out to any of the candidates you want to maybe hear more from. Do all of those things before you vote but make sure at the very least that you vote. Yeah, make it cool. Do it with friends. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, mm -hmm. for listening. Well, there you have it, everybody. That is the episode. As you heard us say at some point in there, opinions expressed in this episode do not reflect that at the Institute officially. And, uh, and voting is open. So go check your inboxes and vote. Thanks for listening.